Thanks, everybody, for joining us on Squawking Dead, the podcast that breaks down every bit of the Walking Dead television series until you're either no longer afraid or realize that the minute anyone sees a herd of walkers, humanity will instantly vanish. Poof. Poof. <laughs> Up until the end of last week's episode, our gang has had the wing- wind at their backs. They successfully decimated the sanctuary, kicked some major ass rolling up at the armory, and even took some Polaroid photos to commemorate the occasion. But by the end of that episode, everyone hits a brick wall. Rick is confronted with a survivalist murdering attitude. Daryl is a immediately reminded of his torture at the sanctuary. Aaron shuffles a mortally wounded Eric away from gunfire. Carol and the kingdom are facing an enemy that knows they're coming. And Jesus and friends are finding out that it might not be great to murder everyone, but it's even harder when you have to take responsibility over so many people that have surrendered. And, as always, I'd like to turn to Carol to start off the show, because she's awesome. Thanks! You're awesome, too. Thanks! (laughs) Well, where to start? Where to start? I mean, I was I, I you know what's funny i actually sort of miss <laughs> some of the slower episodes i gotta tell you i mean <laughs> i no i i mean it's it's okay it's fine and it's like i said it's different because these past few episodes have been consistently or where we last left off it's here and the next episode is picking up right where the last one left off so we're it's the same groups of people consistently that we're following which is fine but i definitely think it's you know and i think we're going to see it based on how the episode ends we're going to see a shift, which I think is important because it's it's a war. So we we need to see, you know, the the we can't just see sort of like our our heroes kind of like okay they went in aggressive and boom 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 boom. But you know what's going on on the other part? I mean, I, I kind of like let's not forget that Negan and Gabriel are in that trailer. <laughs> You know, like that's yeah. still kind of going on. Like, what's happening there? I kind of miss Michonne. I haven't seen her in weeks. <laughs> you know, she hasn't really done anything my yet. Girl. You know, my yeah, my girl. I mean, Carol. Carol's my girl, and I think we're gonna see some Rambo Carol next week. So, you know, I'm looking forward, you know, to that. Um, there was some interesting moments in this episode, and you know, like I was telling you before, it's like there were some moments that definitely made me laugh. Your shit weasel love interest. I'm telling you, like <laughs> my boy. Yeah. Your boy, that's your boy. He definitely, you know, interjects that uh, that levity in there. But there was there were other moments that, to me, I found funny, even though I don't think that they were supposed to be funny. But they were funny just because, in my mind, I kind of anticipated it. So I was like, oh, yeah, call that. <laughs> <laughs> Things that Carol Carol finds funny, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so awful. Like I thought about it, I was like, is it wrong that I find this funny? Mm, nah, nah. <laughs> but there, but there were some interesting points and there were points that I didn't necessarily um, think about immediately at the time that I saw it and it wasn't until afterwards that I was like oh, okay oh you know it, it kind of gave me a little bit more insight as to maybe why certain things happened the way they did but yeah. um, and we'll get to it but I mean I, I thought it was I mean again it's like one another one of those action-packed episodes but it's like I, I need to see um, the kind of give and take of war. And I think we're going to start to see that, you know? Yeah, so, I think so too. Yeah. I, I think so, something that resonated with me when you said what you said, usually on the show, what they what they do often is they, they have a story in one, one episode and then they'll flip back to something else completely to kind of throw you off. Right, right, right. Is that what you were talking about? Because that's what I was well, thinking yeah. when you said that. Yeah, but I mean, in I this think instance, that yeah, we this haven't is, done that at all since we started. And usually they do kind of switch gears to sort of, 
I don't know, kind of change, um, kind of reset the table a little bit. I mean, yeah. I remember one instance of that was even, I don't know, I mean, I guess it was a couple of seasons ago because Glenn was still alive. But when they did the whole Glenn fake out death dumpster episode, yeah, the yeah. very episode after that was the Morgan origin story, basically, like here is not here with him and Eastman, which was a mm-hmm. completely different, you know, I mean, we went in a completely different direction for that, you know, next episode. So usually they like to do that. They usually like to kind of, you know, switch gears a little bit. And I've been kind of waiting for them to do that, especially with the whole Negan Gabriel thing. I'm like, these two are in a trailer. (laughs) So I keep waiting for us to have that episode, you know, and in my mind, you know, I think, I think I kind of mentioned, I don't know, I don't know if I mentioned it to you, but like in my mind, I would love for them to take that episode and it could be the Roman Catholic in me, but I'm like, take, (laughs) but take that episode. (laughs) No, but it's like, take that episode and use it as Negan's opportunity to basically use his time with Father Gabriel as a sort of confessional and we get our Negan backstory. Like, <laughs> I just, I, I, just like, simply I, can't wait. I, the, the, in my Maybe mind, this is Roman like, Catholic I, in the sense of like, it's like some sort of penance for you. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, in my mind, I see it like, okay, you guys are stuck in a trailer. You need to find a way to get out. Maybe you need Father Gabriel's help to kind of, you know, get yourself out of this situation. You talk to him, you kind of start, you know, because Negan's a very charming character. That's his part of his thing. So it's like, maybe, he, you know, he talks to him, starts giving his backstory. So we kind of understand a little bit of where he came from. And, you know, in the end, I mean, personally, I don't think Father Gabriel's getting out of that situation alive regardless. But in my mind, it would be an opportunity to see a little bit more of Negan's like backstory. So I don't know. That's what I keep waiting for them to go back to because I want to see how they handle that situation. But so far, it's been consistently like these are the factions that we're focused on. And now the next episode is where they left off last time. And this next episode is where they left off last time. So it's it's been consistently that way for the next for these past three episodes, actually. So um, yeah, and it seems to me that it's going to be that way for the next episode as well. Yes. Just from the way things the way Scott Gimple basically shaped out the next four episodes the first four episodes of the season basically right and i think he mentioned that yeah 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 so i mean and that's fine with me actually in in a way this is kind of refreshing i think we need some sort of purge or like right just like just to get this at least the the first part of the war or whatever Mm -hmm. this is going to be out of the way and then Mm -hmm. then they'll probably do some sort of reset they'll they'll take it back you know because obviously time Mm -hmm. has passed since negan Mm -hmm. and and father gabriel were in the trailer so we're gonna probably apex somewhere you know uh, along mm-hmm. the way, maybe the sixth or seventh episode. Probably maybe that's episodes. what I'm anticipating. Yeah, maybe I, three I really or four am... episodes to kind of catch up with the first four. I don't know. Who knows? I, I, in my mind, I've kind of, I've kind of come to the conclusion that we're not going to get to that episode until like the next to last episode. <laughs> I, 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 I swear, in my mind, you. in my <laughs> mind, we're not getting to this. Till the, no, not the very end of the season, but like the mid-season. Oh. Let's say the mid-season oh, okay. premiere or the mid-season finale. The episode before that, just before and the, the mid-season and, finale. Okay, just before the mid-season finale, and the mid-season finale, Father Gabriel gets killed. In <laughs> my mind, so yeah, you're picture. Roman Catholic, but you're not that Roman Catholic. <laughs> uh, I think Father Gabriel's time's up. In my personal, in opinion, my religious opinion, <laughs> in my religious opinion, I don't see how Father Gabriel's getting out of that i just i don't i I just don't i could be wrong but i just uh, i don't have a good good feeling about that one well carol uh good things come to those who wait yeah well we'll see (laughs) give it to me now it's like i want to see now inquiring minds want to know inquiring carols want to know pretty much pretty much as she chugs her beer (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long few days. No, and it's one. been a, it's been an episode too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, but there, like I said, there were points that I was very entertained by. And um, I like the fact that we started off pretty, pretty soon. I mean, well, they have been playing around a lot with time because they started showing like those kind of interjected kind of um, pieces of the kingdom showing like Ezekiel giving his speech where they showed last time. And then they kind of showed them at different points. So you kind of saw like, okay, well, he's giving his speech. Then you kind of see other points where they're ambushing the saviors. Another point where they, you're given the illusion that they're being ambushed because they have their hands up as if they're being, as if they're surrendering, which was, they've been playing a lot with that sort of stuff. Um, And then, um, we ended up obviously going, continuing from where we left off with Morales, which, how did you feel about that <laughs> interaction between Rick and Morales? What was your thoughts? Oh, well, I have a few. <laughs> <laughs> you have a few on that. Yeah. Well, like, I'm wondering if we, in my mind, I think we should do, what we should do is maybe just handle each situation in the yeah, whole, and, rather yeah. than try to pick apart things chronologically, because I think it just, it That's lends to the much. flow of our thoughts better, because we're not the TV show. There's no, there's no device that says that plays well for a radio show. Yeah, but, like, it doesn't. But there's so many, yeah, and it, and I, actually, the show will go a lot smoother that way because it, just to think about, I had everything in my notes chronologically. And I said, "This is not going to work. Let's just move right. all this up. Let's move this down." And Agreed. I was kind of like, "Yeah, it was." I'm moving the notes in my Google Keep or something, and and it just looks so much better the way I have it now. Because I can tell you, the first thought I have, getting getting a couple things out of the way, we we're we're left with Morales basically giving uh, radioing the saviors up. Basically, you, right. the first sound you hear is actually uh, the saviors from the bottom. Them radioing up saying that they're going up you know going up mm-hmm. to for backup basically mm-hmm. so uh so we find out that's why they went they uh left the scene and they went upstairs like oh wait they stopped firing you know oh mm-hmm. wait no they're firing at somebody else and so right. that's where we left off um the first actual observation that i had well it wasn't the first observation i had it was as i was watching this and as the scene closed the concept that i want to bring up first is how it's exactly as morales says you know we're exactly the same mm-hmm. now i don't think that's true right but i think for all intents and purposes for the past at least the first episode in this episode there they actually in writing and in dialogue there was an attempt to actually bring out in the open the idea of rick rick and crew being the same as the saviors right and every time they bring that up there's always something in the dialogue or in the attitude or in what we know about either of those things that actually doesn't debunk it but it also says there is a slight difference there is a tweak yeah there there is a tweak and i mean he morales did bring up good points in the sense of saying like look if if it was the other way around and you were holding this gun right now i'd be dead already which is true and that, and that is true i mean it's just true. look at what happened to baby daddy yeah you know? It is. It's. It's. It's true. Just that because is of truth. what they've both been through. I, I mean, I. I'm sure that Morales is broken. He is yes. broken. Rick is not yep. broken. That's no. what we know. We know yep. that for sure. Morales is obviously off his crock. You know, he's he's bought yep. in. Yep. You know, he's bought into the savior mentality. Yep. So, um, yeah. I mean, for all intents and purposes, we're seeing a repeating theme with Morales as we've seen with Eugene. <laughs> Eugene, I don't think is broken, no. but I do think that he's bought into the idea of purpose. Like, I'm going to surrender my own will and my own desires to just survive, right. you know, to, to buy into the saviors. I mean, literally, saviors. We're 
saving you, you know? Yep. So it's a, uh, it's just a strange thing. It's just yeah. a strange thing. No, I agree. I, I think it's, you know, I, I think that kind of lends itself to the title of the, of the episode being monsters, which is just, you know, and I think that they brought it up several times where it's sort of, I, th- I think even the episode where Tara and Heath before Heath disappeared, they kind of were having a sort of similar ideological conversation in the RV, which was just basically, you know, what makes it, what justifies what we're doing essentially in comparison to what these people are doing. And obviously, again, there are differences, definite differences. I mean, you know, Negan, no, even though Negan has, let's say, the greater good in mind, in his mind, in terms of having this sort of society that's built on rules and this is how we function, but, you know, the enforcing of said rules is where the problem comes in. Whereas you, Rick has an understanding of, you know, we were, we're trying to everybody contribute and his version of what a society should be is very different from the way Negan feels a society should run and how it needs to be run. So yes, similar, but not. <laughs> I mean, right. Similar. It's the approach. I mean, the ne- the Negan savior philosophy is literally, there is no peace without us conquering all of our enemies, right. our factions or the various people, you know, we will bring the war- the order. Right. Whereas with Rick, it's more of a participation thing. Right. You know, opt in. You know, if you mm-hmm. opt in, we will create a fair society. We're not going to take over your life. We're not going to rule over you. It's not join us or die. And that's right. a huge distinction. Oh, yeah. The only people that they're trying to kill is the people that are trying to kill others in order to maintain order. Right. So that's that's a very interesting parallel. And that's that's yeah. the clear delineation between the two. Yeah, very and much it's so. Important. It's important to bear in mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand that the waters get muddy based on, you know, the, the kind of, well, based on some of, you know, a darker Daryl behavior. <laughs> yeah. Actions speak louder than words, folks. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I got to tell you, you know, obviously Rick and Morales have their dialogue and well, right. which I found very interesting when, you know, he Rick started bringing up his past when Morales started talking about the people that he, that he lost. And he says, look. I lost Lori and she, first of all, it was weird to hear their names. I was like, Oh my God, Lori and Shane and Dale and, Glenn. um, and Gl- well, and Glenn. And I mean, it was just like, Oh wow. That's right. All of these people, you know, aren't you well, glad um, he said those names though, too? Like just said glad. them out loud and even I Amanda. Yeah. yeah. Did you say Amanda? I'm sorry. I'm, I might have missed that. <laughs> I'm like everybody like just just well I, I was waiting for it I mean there were a lot of other names but I mean yeah, just yeah. but it was just like wow you know but it's yeah. the ones he knows though too so that let's give him that yeah it has to be the ones that were part of his same group you know mm-hmm. but um yeah it was really interesting and it was and I think that he started to kind of listen to him a little bit when he started to say like look you know he killed Glenn in front of his pregnant wife that's the widow that's yeah, the that's widow the that they, yeah Did you notice that and yes. you know what he says you remember what he says right after he says that oh that about how they found them how did they they found each other in this yes that, and this yeah. was the best in yeah this? Like, like yeah like i know what you're talking it's like in this shit you know like, yeah it, it, this is why i got broken and these two yeah. people managed to find love and exactly. i did write that in my notes because i thought it was definitely worthwhile noting yeah yeah in all this these two people were able to find love and you know it gets that conversation gets cut short by daryl darker daryl in this episode oh, yeah. I, got I, love the, I love the little reference to um, an officer friendly. Officer friendly. Them, you know? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know who used to call him 
Officer Friendly. Oh no, that I, was I something don't. that Merle, Merle, Merle used to call him oh, Officer my Friendly. Gosh, good catch, and, and yeah, and we and all know the, who Merle was. And the funny, which was Daryl's brother. And the funny thing was, and I didn't really pick up on this until afterwards, is the fact that you know when he kills Morales, first of all. That was the funny part that was not supposed to be funny, but I found to be funny. And the reason I personally like, found exactly, when he killed, like how he, he was Morales. killed. Well, because well, it first, I mean it happened so quick, and it was like okay, well, well, there goes Morales. I mean, it was funny on different levels to me. Yeah, it, yeah, it was funny to me because it's like he versus much hyped. Morales is back. Morales is back. It was always his big joke, and he's back, and he was back for like ten minutes before he was like killed off. And what was the and first second, thing that you said when it happened? By the way, <laughs> well, when it happened, I was like, well. That's cold. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, Daryl, that's cold. <laughs> but no, but then the thing was that like also just because of the fact that even before when the, the previous episode ended and it's like, oh, Morales, I was like, isn't Daryl down the hall? I yeah, mean, like yeah. in my mind, I was like, okay, Daryl's going to come and you know, basically cut this guy's throat from behind. Like in my mind, right. I was thinking like, you know, this was what's going to happen. So when Daryl showed up and it was like, that's it. I'm like, yeah, he was down the hall. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, you did. You did call that. I was like, "That's gonna, like this is gonna happen." But the thing that I found interesting that I didn't pick him till afterwards, you know, Rick was like, "Oh, you you don't know who he was," and he's like, "Yeah, I know exactly who that was." Right. And I didn't. I forgot, but he was with uh, T Dog when they left Merle handcuffed on that roof. That's right. So I mean, I mean, I don't know if that was intentional, but they he very well could have been like, "Yeah, I know exactly who he was, asshole." Like he's like, "Yeah, no regrets." What's Whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I think that speaks to something else because I, what what I didn't know was that I don't think that scene in the in the room that Daryl found with the dog food sandwich and the handcuffs, etc. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's I don't think we should take that scene for granted because no, I think no, no. being reminded of that yes. really did something to him. I think something. I think, so. I think he went full Morgan. I think so. I think that that kind of like you can't be expected parallel, to basically though. be. It, it is an interesting parallel because honestly, when they showed that scene last week, it did remind me of when Merle was handcuffed to the roof, and I didn't even. This is before they even brought out Morales or anything like that. But oh, like the when they showed it, in the room you're saying reminded. Okay, so you did say that to me. I don't know if you said that on the podcast. I'm not I sure. Maybe I didn't mention it, but it's like it did kind of. It was like a floating thing that passed through my mind, and I was just like, you know, I just brushed it off because I was like, well, he was also tortured and held in a room and made to eat dog food sandwiches. So I was like, maybe that's more what he's thinking of. But when I kind of saw. It, it did remind me for a second of Merle being handcuffed on the roof. On the roof, right. Good call. And That's interesting. So it's like, I, I I mean, it could all be related, maybe not, I don't know, but it did trigger for sure. It triggered something in his head because he just, no regrets, full steam of head. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but there's something to that. And it, it's all this syncope. Mm -hmm. you, you have this conversation with Morales and Rick. You have what Rick did just beforehand, realizing it, freezing in his tracks, realizing that he's now humanize this enemy and right. i'm not saying that he's back you know like as a as older rick like as officer friendly let's just say right but what i am saying he was faced with something and then the whole thing with morales the whole discussion with morales slowly kind of made him realize that oh my god morales could be right, right. however i still believe i'm i'm not broken and i i know myself enough to know that some of what he's saying is true but on the other hand, there is, I do have a moral center of some kind. Right. You know? And then even before 
anything could have Rick could have even stopped Daryl. Daryl ended him. And there's something right. about that. And what I did write down was that basically Daryl takes over Rick's bloodlust mm-hmm. where Rick left it in Gracie's room. The, yeah. the idea that, that he Rick had that moment. And there's mm-hmm. something to that because it's the idea that something that we brought up in maybe the first two shows was that they want to head to tomorrow, but the show won't let them do that. The show is right. basically trying to drag them back. You know, we're not done with you. The past is not done with you yet. Mm-hmm. And in order to get to tomorrow, you need to go through this because you're not right. done right. learning things. You know, you mm-hmm. need to get back to something that makes you learn from the past, right. but also picks up the wisdom you've gained in the future. Like, yes, I mean, you can't be naive. However, you do yeah. need some room yeah. you know, for some humanity. And that's what's been going on through all these scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, all these scenes with all these different people is the idea of humanity and, and how do we get it? You know, and how do some people like Jesus do it so well? And how does Morgan break? And how does mm-hmm. Daryl just lose it? You know, yeah. just like just just yeah. no regard, you know? Yeah. And he's handling a lot better than Morgan, I can tell. Yeah, so. yeah, he is. I mean, I think that he is in a Morgan frame of mind where he's just on kind of automatic right now. And yeah. Morgan is still conflicted. He he is very much conflicted. Um some people have very clear clear approaches. I mean, Jesus is very clear and you know, there there has to be a better way and, and he does see the humanity in all of these people. And, you know, Tara is kind of of the Morgan mind frame where, you know, this is what should be done. She's not fully out executing the way Morgan was or Daryl, but she certainly agrees, leans more towards their mindset than Jesus for sure. Right, right. It's like this whole spectrum of humanity right now and Mm -hmm. um, and where we see everybody on that. And we see Maggie kind of floating around, you know, she's floating around this way and that way, but she's kind of choosing to err on the side of Jesus. Sorry, it's just uh, it again, so funny. the religion thing. It's just triggered. Again with, the, yeah. again with the religion. I mean, listen, you have a character named Jesus. You've got another one named Ezekiel. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I, I keep thinking, I'm looking at like, I, I can just see Wesley Stipes go, going, always bet on Jesus. <laughs> so like, Jesus. My head. But anyway, I'm sorry. Side note, Jesus is probably the most disappointing character for me. I got to tell you. Isn't that strange though? How strange is that? The, the one that has the humanity. Humanity, the one that is that is really just moving through yeah. like so effortless sorry so effortlessly through this humanity thing mm-hmm. kind of pisses you off a little bit too because you don't know what to make of it in some ways i don't know what to make of him exactly and the thing is that i had a lot of high hopes for him because with the way they introduced him was as such a badass fighter like in the initial oh, and episode he so is hello and, and, and he is but i don't feel like they utilize him to his full potential and that's what i keep I keep waiting for some kind of breakout moment from him and i see glimpses of it here and there but i guess the thing is well and the problem is too that he's a huge character in the comics oh really huge and so like he definitely isn't to that level on the show and i don't know if it's necessarily because you have such a character like daryl that is such a huge presence on the show and it would be Mm. a bit of a conflict maybe i don't know daryl is anti-jesus well like i it's almost like i don't know if there's enough room for both of them because Mm. i don't know i'm not sure so i don't know if that's part of it because you know he's he's okay but he's just that he's okay so i don't know but i guess he's kind of like the moral compass right now in a way he's he's 
you know, trying to kind of like keep everybody's, you know, eye on the prize that, and, and he did bring up a good point. It's like, if, when this battle is over, we're going to have to all coexist, which is true. Right, right. Very, this is why we're point. fighting because there's a difference between being at war and being at peace is basically what he said. Yep. But yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So yes. So after the whole scene with Morales, he goes down mm-hmm. like a sack of potatoes, like they all do. Yeah, they yeah. have a little shootout upstairs, the fire extinguisher, the ele- nice use of the elevator shaft, I have to admit. Yes, I, nice. I, I did notice that. Yeah. And uh, right after that, well, not right after that, of course, we're cutting around, but mm-hmm. Rick with the Polaroids. And it's now, it's like prominent it's, and obvious it, and you can't miss it. You can't miss it. These <laughs> Polaroids. Not this time. And he was writing a letter also. Yes, with the pictures a- enclosed, by the with way. The pictures enclosed. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm sticking with what I said before. I think the notes are for Oceanside at least. And the yeah. pictures are meant to... Uh, I don't think they're for, for the sanctuary. I mean, that thought no, did come to my so. mind. I don't think so either. I think it's but, either for the garbage people or for the Oceanside. I, I would probably bet on Oceanside. I think they're way better fighters. Mm-hmm. I think um, they're organized. They're, they do have a moral compass, whereas right. garbage people are just flotsam and jetsam in right. terms of their attitudes mentally. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I don't trust no. a, a group that doesn't know how to speak English. No, no wait, just... that sounded really bad. No, no, no. There is I... no reason. These people were probably like... Like contributing members of society like what three years ago there's no reason why they don't have a grasp on the human language anymore that makes no sense what's the human language yes because what i just said could be taken out of context if you just if you pay attention just, just yeah just i know people that don't speak I'm, english I'm, I'm saving you here <laughs> thank you for they, 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 they're talking alien talk and it makes no sense whatsoever i'm still i i want to understand where that came from because it's like i told you before it's like ape serves no no purpose for them to talk that way none no it's, it's not a, it's not a coded language that only they understand like i would respect that right. you know i'd say like oh wow that's cool like only they have that language and they know it's each other because of that okay i, I would get that this this is like it, um what if people what if these people were larpers you know live action that's role exa- players? that is exactly what i heard somebody say it's like what if these people were larping and they just stayed in character yeah <laughs> They were on their I way just to don't some know convention. What they're playing. They're probably <laughs> playing. Um, what is it? Masquerade. The Vampire. The Masquerade. <laughs> like, have you ever? Oh my god! I'm showing my geek. I actually read the Vampire: The Masquerade manual when I was in college. Oh it's fascinating, but I never LARPed. It's <laughs> just like no. really no, into I, these plans. No, but these there are some people who are like I heard somebody say that. Like, what if these people were like on their way to some convention or something, and they were LARPing and they just decided to stay in character? They're all like dressed out in like hot topic attire. They all they all look the same. Like, how does that happen? I, I yeah. <laughs> we'll get to them eventually. I'm sure. I. You know what? I hope we don't. <laughs> I, I know. I'm not, a fan. I'm not a fan of the garbage people. I'm not. I'm not. But I know that they're going to come up at some point. Like they are. They're coming back. You know, if they do, I think after the fan reaction, I I hope they do in a very humorous way, rather than the way they did it before. It was kind of not dark, but it was a little funny. But it was also kind of like, what are these yeah. people going to do next? You know, oh, yeah. it's freaking danger, and he kind of was. Like I'd rather than be just ridiculous, like Gregory yeah, that's, Fodder. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like they should they should just just embrace it full on. Just kind of like, look, you know that the these people are ridiculous. Exactly. It's like you know these people are ridiculous. So let's just let's just go full hilt. <laughs> let's just just, just go tilt. for it. Full tilt, just a hundred percent. Like because that's what everybody everybody looks at this like you know this is the most 
outlandish group ever. This makes no sense. So yeah, I wouldn't mind both. You know, I wouldn't mind a little badassery and like a little bit of crazy, just ridiculous. Like it's humorous to us, but they take it seriously. But it's just so stupid. But I that I don't mind. But I've heard people say that they would just love for like Rick and company just to have a conversation and just acknowledge that they're weird as hell. Yeah, just acknowledge the fact that like these. Why do they talk like that? (laughs) Like they when they first encountered them, they didn't really regard them as very ridiculous. They really took them quite seriously. Right. So I'm just like everybody's like at least just acknowledge the fact like man, you know, can we like these people are weird as hell. (laughs) Just just some sort of acknowledgement of it, I think, would go a long way. (laughs) I think so too. I think it would go a long way. Okay. Well, that aside. I could spend a whole show on this. Yeah. No, I can't. I really, I would probably shoot myself. That would be the end of the squaw- of Squawking Dead, basically. <laughs> um, but yes, so after the Polaroids and the letter to Oceanside, <laughs> I just decided. Yeah, um, decide. yeah Rick and Daryl encounter the re- remaining savior, uh, Worker Todd. Oh, oh, but I don't want to forget. Baby, <laughs> baby Gracie was handed oh, yes, over yes. to Was that Aaron. first or was that last? Yeah, you're right. Now, I that is Chekhov's baby. That baby. It's going to come up in the future some way, shape, or form. I don't know if she's the future John Connor of like the apocalypse. I don't know. <laughs> that baby. You said Judith was John Connor last one week. Of them, one of them is John Connor. I don't know which dun, dun, one it is. Dun, 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 like one of them is this, this whole story is the rise of one of them to Gracie or Judith. I've, deci- I've decided a lot of things tonight. But that's, <laughs> that is, that baby's coming up. That baby is definitely. if you want to live. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. So I just didn't want to get past the fact that that baby is still alive and was taken. So okay, no, I was I was going to say, what if the girl from the flash forward was Ju- was Gracie, not Judith? But yeah. no, no, I don't, I'm not going to do that. That 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 would break I, my soul. But, but no, I think they call her Judith. I don't know. I need to rewatch it and see because I don't know if they ever referred to the little girl by her name. I think they did. I think they did. I'm I'm the, like eh, like eighty percent sure eighty five. I know a lot of people say that it's the same bunny that the. Girl Girl has in her hand. Stop it. Yes. Because I I looked at it and it's true. The, there's a bunny in the crib that where Gracie's in, and that little girl is holding the same bunny. What if they call Gracie Judith? <laughs> oh no. So and it I, makes sense though, if you think about it. Like it's it was Shane's baby, so uh, <laughs> she can exit stage, right? No, 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 no. I, I, I was, I, I saw that, and I was like, it is, it could be Gracie, but I'm like, are we, are we gonna kill children again? Are we gonna oh. go there? <laughs> like, I mean, it is war, but I'm like, oh God, no, please don't. So I, I mean, I'm so glad I don't know. we got here, by the way. But I'm, I'm just, I, I don't know how. Wow, I'm just, I'm just glad we got here, but it's also mind blowing. This idea. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah I mean I I was just like no but then I was like it it is the same rabbit it is the same toy oh, man. okay all right <sighs> what okay. that means who knows oh, but that baby is coming up again how do we go back to work or toddy 
how do we just now i don't care I, about it i just I, want to talk about this but i, I know I oh know. man that's heavy it is heavy it's deep oh man it's like rick uh facing the possibility of losing carl and biting off the vato's ear or whatever no it wasn't the vato's what are the guys the motorcycle guys I, that uh, moment yes yes that was but so, i don't that was that was intense but that's that, that intense level season. of intense that like yes. heavy like what happens now just right before it happens yeah. while this is happening they're torturing they're about to kill your kid that heavy feeling yeah you know? i mean maybe that lends itself to that flash forward where you see his eyes all red and he says the whole may my mercy prevail over my wrath i don't know wow maybe i don't know, oh. I don't know. well so yeah worker todd <laughs> Back to Worker Todd, yes. I just, Poor the, Worker that whole Todd. scene just solidifies the whole Daryl yes. being on automatic kill. Yes. Yeah. And Rick's reaction to that was like... Rick's re- I was going to say his reaction. He was very taken aback by it and he was very um, disturbed. Like you could tell he was just... It's not... It's not how he wanted things to go. Like he really did mean his word with that with Worker Todd. Like he really meant, you know, he would let he would have let him go. So yeah, and I think he would have said something very differently if he didn't really mean it. Yeah, like he said, you're yeah. you're dead. Mm-hmm. So it, like he would have said, like you're dead. Your days are numbered. Right. You better run, or like even like you better run now. But like right. he gave him a chance to actually get away and. Mm-hmm. you know yeah so that was i was like damn daryl that was cold Jesus. that was cold that's cold that's cold daryl and i was just like wow i was like well daryl is definitely in a certain headspace right now clearly yeah i don't know or maybe maybe we just didn't notice i mean the only thing i could think of is that is the room the room he just came out of but yeah and but now that you're saying that i'm, I'm wondering to myself it's while we were talking about morales and all that and you were bringing up uh the people that we lost along the way and then glenn and his philosophy and then I was just thinking of something of Daryl and Aaron's outings to try to recruit people think about that for a minute think of where Daryl was trying to reach beforehand and how he got here and what the saviors took from him yeah because I I was gonna say it's like Daryl always has had like good intentions for the most part he's rough around the edges not always (laughs) but (laughs) yeah I know he's rough around but even if you think going back to like season Season two or whatever, and yeah. you know, looking for Sophia, he was out there trying to find her, you know, and and he was the one who was there to console Carol, you know, when obviously she she turned into a walker and they had to kill her. So I think he he's always had good intentions. He's always been a little rough around the edges, but um, you know, when he like how you mentioned when Aaron was scouting and you know he 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 was out there and and he was he he wanted to kind of help and 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 assist wherever he could and I think in general like he's misunderstood and I sound, I sound like these women that love him <laughs> like he's just You're misunderstood talking about, like, in real life or <laughs> yeah like these women that like lose their minds over him and they're like he's just you know, or, or men like him yes he's just misunderstood but no like he's his character is, is you know is, is a little misunderstood and what have you but he has good intentions generally speaking yeah um, he may not know what to do like in the past he may not have known exactly what to do but there's but it's always not that, coming that from sense. a malicious place it's not coming yeah. from from an evil place to try and hurt others like that's Doesn't never mean he's not been a dick i mean no still but no yeah. one's saying that <laughs> but he's not doing things with like an evil intention behind right. it i've right. never seen that from his character whereas now he's just sort of like 
nope. Like, I mean, I mean, but I, at the same time, I still think that in his mind, he feels completely justified. Right, he's, they gotta he go. Justified. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole attitude. They yeah, gotta go, and a, that's basically what Rick said. I mean, what did Rick say to Morgan in that flashback? You know, in the church. There's no other way. The chapel, whatever it is. Yeah, he said that there was no other way around it. Yeah, with reason, with purpose. Yeah, and and Daryl just bought in. Either Daryl just, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm split on the whole idea of him seeing the room and seeing what he was reminded of what they did, and it could be just limited to saviors for all we know and that's fine with me but yeah i think it is limited to saviors because he hasn't really i haven't really seen i i think the thing is also with daryl he's loyal as hell like he is he is yeah he is very 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 loyal so that's a very good point if rick says this is what has to be done no questions asked that's it that's what we're doing yeah it's done it's done you know now it's that rick is questioning you know his original mindset with this but daryl's bought into it and is fully on board (laughs) he's yep this is what we need to do absolutely yeah and right. see and i think the original intent of this this war was to actually set us set the table to for peace to set the table for convincing the saviors to to you know to dis, to disrupt the saviors not to destroy them mm-hmm. and i think that i'm not sure that with all the conversations between him and michonne the idea of the future that i don't know how committed rick was to that original plan i mean look he had a hard time give me a second <laughs> he had a hard time uh pulling away from shooting negan it's not right. part of the plan but you know yeah. you can tell there's a struggle there whereas he may not have thought he had that struggle at first like maybe it was just automatic maybe all you know you know what I mean like the idea of him being a good person and sticking to the plan um but he didn't know how far his bloodlust or his 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 desire to survive went and right. he's like he's basically testing himself he's trying to test himself and see if he can commit to his own words basically mm-hmm. the idea of peace the idea of breaking the saviors down without destroying them yeah you know what i mean yeah no absolutely i agree the matter is settled <laughs> matter is settled. <laughs> um so i do want to focus a little bit a tiny tiny bit because i think it bears just bringing it up is the death of eric you know i just i love the yeah. scene I thought it's it, so I sweet i agree i thought it was actually a very well done scene I, I do agree with that i think it was even though i i obviously I, and i think most people did not have obviously a, a great deal of attachment to eric and i think we all kind of saw this coming for some time so like we kind not of all of us <laughs> well i did I was like, oh, this guy's getting too much screen time. We all know what that means. This is why I love love having this thing with you. (laughs) But it's true. Every time people start getting some screen time, I'm like, oh, boy. He's chewing the screen. Just just put him out of his misery. Here we go. Here it comes. So I, I was, I was waiting for this, but I think that the way they did it was very, very well done. And the scene yeah. when he comes back to the tree, and you see it's all bloody, and he sees him kind of walking away, about to join this herd. In I thought that was very. Too. I thought that was really, really well shot. I thought it was a really well shot scene, and I thought it was really effective. Yeah, sure. they are not there, sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's like he's not him anymore. Like that's right. not. And I, and I think he, I think um, the other Alexandrian that was with him, he said it's like that's not him. Yeah. He, he, he and said like Aaron's, he's like right there. He's right yeah. there. He's, yeah. he's not. It's like that's not him. And and <sighs> it's true. So I I thought that was that was that was tough. And I but I feel like it was done really well. They did a really good job. Yeah, I even I even heard they did uh, the line that he said. Uh, 
uh, I always had a hunch what Eric said. That was a callback to the um, the first time you actually see them together. You know, you see Eric recovering in the bed. I think it was. Mm-hmm, and, that's right. And Aaron actually talks about um, the, the, the time he first asked him out or at, went out on a date. You know, like, I loved you back then. He goes, I always had a hunch. Yeah. You know, and he, call, he brings that back. And, and something I found out in the, com- the uh, in, I was searching for comics panels for our graphics and logos and stuff. And I, I, I saw, I, I stumbled upon an analysis of because it had a panel in it so i clicked the image i saw the page and they said well see what happened with eric was he was actually supposed to die you know shot straight in the head there was not supposed to be a goodbye i'm like oh man yeah i mean um, it makes sense in a way but i I do like the show that the show gave them a little a time to say goodbye sort of thing and i think the show is good about basically i mean i feel like the show is like the second opportunity for them to kind of do it right if they feel that you know what this character didn't get to die the way that perhaps they should have been they should have had the opportunity to because that's what happened with abraham that abraham's death was the denise death the way denise died in the on the show where she got the arrow through the eye that was originally how abraham was supposed to die but i think that what kirkman and gimbal said was that they felt that it wasn't fair to abraham to die like that because it just was so sudden because the Denise death was super shocking and, and sudden when it happened. I was like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Right, and, right. And so they they felt that it, it wouldn't serve justice to, to Abraham that was such a brave kind of, you know, blue, big presence that it, it would have been, um, it just Not wouldn't have done like him justice. Yeah, it yeah. wouldn't have done him justice. So they, they do do that sometimes to take the opportunity to redo it in a way that might be better suited to the character. It's like what you said about Rick's hand. You know, if, I feel like this whole show is about fixing regrets from fixing. the comic. <laughs> That's the show. We're, we're just going over it again. We, we're like, just, um, we're going to get it right name? this time. <laughs> like George Lucas redoing, um, you know, remastering Star Wars, you yes. know, three or four times. Exactly. <laughs> Except like, gonna... like, like taking whole characters in and putting, you know, putting more characters in, taking some out. Yeah. Giving I mean, Boba yeah. Fett more screen time. But that's why <laughs> I knew that Abraham's days were numbered because I knew that he was supposed to get the Denise death. So I knew that like Abraham doesn't have too much longer to live because Abraham should be dead already. So yeah, but, but at the same time, that's not a guarantee of anything because Carol is still very much alive and Carol yep. died a long time ago in the comics. Same thing with mm. Morgan. Morgan died a long time ago in the comic, but he's still alive. So it doesn't necessarily mean anything, but <laughs> they do. maybe this is a uh, Kirkman's alternative timeline, alternative <laughs> like timeline. another dimension where certain people, I think ultimately what happens is the same, but you know, just time kind of catches up with them and they die in different ways. <laughs> so, you know, it could be everybody dies. That's the end of the story. The walking dead earth too. <laughs> so the only yeah. survivor is Gracie and Judith. <laughs> John Connor and John, Jim Connor. John Connor, I'm telling you. We have a backup just in case. So, we got <laughs> two baby go. girls, you know, two for the price of one. Two baby girls leading uh, the free world. Right. Uh, saving the planet. Saving the planet. <laughs> I can't get out of this accent. <laughs> telling you this whole I'm, i still stand by this whole sh- this whole series is about judith i'm so thinking whether this whole series is about judith <laughs> judith or gracie make up your mind <laughs> judith or gracie at this point one of those babies it's dracy oh. that's what it is <laughs> oh no 
mark my words. Okay. Well, I think it's time to move on. To head over to, to Jesus and friends. Yes. And the caravan, the caravan of prisoners. The savior parade. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I, you know what? I'll let you start off because I, I, I just, we can go anywhere from here, really. Literally. Yeah. There's just so many places. Yeah. I mean, first off, I, I mean, I really, I, I really would have wanted Morgan just to shoot Jared. Like, just, just, just kind of do it. Just, just do it already, and that's it. But then these, these walkers start. Why were the walkers tumbling down the hill? Why were they? Happened. Are you asking? Why, why were they just tumbling down, down the hill? They, they just seemed like they were falling from the hill, just rolling down. Any particular reason why? Just, just because. <laughs> I, I just they don't have uh, I mean I, I do, it's the same reason why they can't climb up things you know I, I that's what I think I think they see something and then they just kind of go after it but they don't realize they're not looking at the ground you know I don't think they have a sense of balance I, I think that's legit but what do you what, what's in your mind twisted Carol no I, I just I was just sort of like oh I wonder it just it was felt so random at the moment I was like wait tumbling zombies from a hill Where, oh, whoa okay well yeah there was um, a hole in that gate too so they must have been they must have been like feeling out the gate or just trying to go forward, but they couldn't. And then they saw people marching down and then there was a yeah. hole and then they just kind of went forward, you know, so maybe yeah. that's what happened. But yeah, maybe that's what happened. no problem with it just, that. It just took me by surprise. I was like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? But um, yeah, so we, we, you know, we're in this situation and they're kind of just leading these prisoners and they're all tied up. And I don't think that they necessarily thought too far ahead of what necessarily to do with these prisoners, I think. And I mean, but Jesus kind of said it. He's like, oh, you know, Maggie will know what to do. We're going to bring him to the hilltop and Maggie will know what to do. I'm like, it's like the Wizard of Oz, right? At hilltop. Yeah. I was like, the wizard okay. will know what to do. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess we'll see. But then obviously, you know, these zombies come, you, you have this situation and you've got like Jared's chain gang, chain, chain gang that's <laughs> scurries into the woods and Morgan chases after him and he executes right. one guy. He does kill one of them yeah, for sure. Yeah, he does. And then he was going to just kill them all before, you know, basically oh, Jesus I think he was trying to kill Jared particularly. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure he that's the one he wanted to go for. But then Jesus shows up and they have this sort of ninja samurai altercation. <laughs> that is what I called it oh, personally. Yeah. It was very ninja versus samurai. <laughs> I was thinking more kung fu versus yeah, um, kung fu. Samurai. samurai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes more sense. But let's let's talk about the fight scene really quick because it kind of speaks for itself. How I don't think we've ever seen such just the choreography is mm -hmm. is just so great. I, yeah, mean, I don't know what training yeah. Tom Payne has. Um, I I think that he's he says that he has he's had to kind of extensively like train for um a lot of these scenes like um they're actually i was really hoping for more of these kind of scenes from the jesus character because there are a lot of them in the comic so that kind of scene has been sort of what i've been waiting for i've been waiting to see more of that from him and i feel like like i said we get glimpses here and there but I would like to see more of that. And it's been, maybe, it's been a while. It's been yeah. a, quite a while since we've seen any of that stuff. Yeah. So maybe we'll see more of that in the future. I don't know. But I, I, that's the kind of stuff that I would like to see more of from him. Well, we got it. We, we got a lot of it. It was yes. so fucking great. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. But what I loved about that, too, was Morgan's dialogue. Because I love when he said, you know, I may not be, I may not be all right, but I'm not wrong. And that, yeah. I think, is perfect. That line is perfect. Yes. I mean, because, I mean, yes, he's, he's acknowledging, you know, I may not be all right in the head, 
I, I, I know I've got stuff going on in here, but it doesn't mean that I'm necessarily wrong. Right. And it's true. And, and Tara even said it. She's like, no, Morgan, you're right. It's, it's, it is, it is true. Like that statement to me was mind blown. Yeah. And it, it, it kind of speaks to their situation right now. I mean, they wouldn't be wrong in, they wouldn't be wrong in killing them all, but no. Jesus does say something that does. And, and Morgan does respond to this. Jesus does say that, you know, there's a difference between, you know, killing people and then executing them. And executing them. Yeah. So there it's is true. a distinction. And I, and I think that Morgan and he's, and Morgan even says, I have, you know, I've executed people and he has, yeah. and, he you has. Know? and, and what we're specifically talking about is, uh, Benjamin. Right. You remember right. you remember how he just killed Benjamin in front of, you know, Ezekiel and some of the kingdom guys. Yeah, well, well but that was um that was in Richard. Front of Gavin, by the way. That was I just Richard. Want to remind you. Oh no, no, but in front of Gavin and, and Jared and all yeah, the yeah, yeah. guys. But the guy that he killed was uh Richard. Yeah, no, yeah, that's what I said. Did I said Richard, right? He killed yeah, Richard he in front of Oh, I'm sorry. I meant I meant Richard. That was my bad. That was totally yeah. my bad. Um poor but Benjamin. Yes. Aha. I'm poor back. Benjamin. Yes. Poor Benjamin. Yeah. yeah. And so but I yes, actually yeah, yep, I actually right. reanalyzed that scene and I was realizing that we have some of those key people. Um like I I, I knew I saw Gavin before. Before, and that was because of the the kingdom pickups yep. and we and, and i was like i knew i saw jared before oh yeah he was at the pickups too mm-hmm. and that's why this comes kind of f- full circle because we do and i'll say this now but we'll and we'll come back to it but basically the kingdom ends up running into yes. um gavin's facility so yes. it just does kind of come full circle full but yes it does, yeah. going back to 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 morgan and jesus the whole idea of execution versus you know, you know versus just difference. battle yeah mm-hmm. and then jesus is war and peace thing you know is, you know there's a huge difference between um the the difference is because now we're at war but we have to plan for when we're at peace mm-hmm. you know and to in order to do that we have to kind of stick to the plan yeah absolutely you know? and, and that's what we're fighting for how to deal with everybody during peacetime mm-hmm. that's a, it's an important distinction and, and yeah i mean it's really annoying it's really really annoying to have to really concede to jesus's point because part of us just wants the saviors to be gone and right. i think it kind of speaks to oddly what's i don't want to get political but it speaks mm-hmm. a lot to what's going on today i mean we have people that cannot live with other people's opinions even right and it's just this weird thing where you know all these people need to go away <laughs> you know and it's right. like well they're not and if you try no. to make them they're just going to come back stronger yeah you know yeah well you have to find a way to coexist yeah well we have to learn to accept each other's opinions without you know violence and so right. that's that's a big thing and and i hadn't noticed until we just started i just my mind started wandering that in that direction i'm like this speaks a lot about and and it's the idea of it being annoying you know as annoying yeah. as it is jesus ain't wrong let's listen yeah. to jesus listen to jesus what would jesus do yeah, we don't execute, and then Morris yeah. says, "I have." Ah, it's crazy. Yeah, no, that that was very <sighs> intense. That was pretty crazy. Tara is still as heartless as ever. Yeah, Tara's that whole yeah. um, pantomime thing with the gun was like, yeah, that was kind of dark. I was like, "Jeez, Tara." I rewatched I mean, that scene too, by the way. The scene where Morgan, where Jesus is is calming down Morgan, and she did react. She reacted to that. And again, I think maybe now that I'm seeing that pantomime of the shoot her shooting the gun at the saviors, I I do think that was an actress flub or something. Like that was just the scene where she just wasn't in the moment or something, you know. But but yeah, it's it's something, definitely something. What well, I mean, what do you think? I mean, do you think Tara? What do you think is going to happen to Tara though? I mean, not from comic knowledge or anything like that. Just... No, I, I, I don't because I, I don't recollect too much about her because um, 
I think she's another one that's kind of like a, not necessarily directly derived from the comics. So mm. there isn't too much to go off of from her. But I don't know what they, what they could go with Tara, to be honest. I mean, she just seems, you know, f- fully hell bent on like, this is how it needs to be. And part of me just thinks like, well, you know, that there are going to be casualties and she may end up being one of them. I don't know. You know, like. <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. She, she, she might, she might, she might be one to go. But I don't wow. know. I don't know what kind of direction they're gonna go with her because she just seems so hell bent on, you know, nope, this is how it needs to be. Like we need to just kind of kill them all. So I don't know where that leaves her. But I mean, she's essentially in the same place that Daryl is in right now. So I don't know necessarily where that leaves them. I, I wouldn't see the same, the same place. They're not the same. But yeah, they're they're not to the same level. But she just seems very much convinced of like. Like this on board. Yeah, she's yeah. on board. This is what it needs to be done, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love uh, one more thing that Morgan says is he's, he just kind of mutters this a little bit. He goes, "Once you turn, we're all the same," you know. And 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 yeah. it kind of heads back to the conversation with Morales and Rick. Yeah. You know, it once does. you turn, and it's this idea of walkers. It's. I mean, I even made a notation about Morales. You know, this is like he's like the very definition of the Walking Dead. He's he's surrendering himself to this. Yeah. Just this being being a mindless nothing yeah you know you're pawn for somebody exactly. else and morgan kind of echoes that when he says that you know like you're turning you know like you know or i'm turning or you know it's it's once you turn to this dark side once you, you relinquish your humanity yeah it, it just makes you all the same you know what makes you different from from this and that and then jesus does respond you know and and it, it heeds back to to the whole idea of the last few episodes it's this what makes us different and then the show actually responds the show and well in this case jesus actually responds you know mm-hmm. what makes us different well, you know, we're fighting for this kind of peace. You know, to right. be able to live with each other in peace, we have to kind of do the hard, the hard work, the right. hard work of, of of possibly putting us at risk. But at the same time, the reward is that there'll be a, a more of a long term su- success in yeah. terms of living with each other. Yeah. So that is brilliant, though. I mean, in, in my head, like as annoying as it is in life and in the show, I think that's very important. And I think that's something that the the watchers really need to kind of watch out for is to to really kind of embrace there is something to it and i find it very beautiful i it's I weird so. it's weird it's 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 very interesting and it's a it's a very it's a very interesting concept and it, it's 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 ethical questions it's, it's it's a question of ethics so i mean it'll be interesting to see what kind of resolution you know they eventually come to among oh. all this so. That's what I'm hungry for. <laughs> like I can yeah. wait for Negan. That's my little my little uh, delayed gratification right now. That whole Negan and, and Gabriel thing, I can wait because that's the little peanut butter cup treat that I get at the end of my meal. You know, so <laughs> I'm just waiting for the next course, baby. And, yeah, uh, that's a good analogy. It's a good analogy. Yeah. I've, I've I don't had know it in, if, in the chamber. <laughs> I don't know if we're. I don't know if we're gonna get. To, I wonder when we'll get to that conclusion, though. To yeah. that, I, I I don't I don't know when we're gonna get to it. I wonder. Which, about by the that. way. By the way, this is a perfect opportunity to bring up my boyfriend, <laughs> my boyfriend Gregory. That was yeah. This this was the other comical part and legitimate comical part, intentionally oh, comical. How much did we need that? By the way, it was it was necessary. It was necessary, but it not was even necessary. Gregory. It, Gregory wasn't oh, necessarily even my favorite part of that exchange. My favorite part of that exchange is that he mentions Cal, and Cal's like, "Hey, what the hell?" Yeah, <laughs> I was exactly. like. <laughs> Like all these little things that annoy you, but also kind of work. And then the whole cow thing kind of just, it's like the punchline. Exactly. Sorghum pancakes. I didn't eat the pancakes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the whole thing was just hilarious. Oh, 
Oh man. So oh, I'm man. glad. I'm glad yeah, that so, they, they put that in there. Oh yeah, more than anything. And then there but one thing that it really did bring out was one thing I did like was that among his qualities of being charming, he just and talk about bringing it to today's times. Gregory is the politician. He's the he's the politician oh, yeah. archetype. It's this oh, weird I, thing yeah. of I can project this other image of myself that is more palatable that you would vote for, you know? Oh, Have yeah. you no mercy? <laughs> Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. He's, no he's super grimy and just weasley <laughs> and just groveling and Maggie lets him in. He does. Oh yeah. Yeah, in the end. And I, that's there's something to that. If you really think about Maggie's character, you, you know, she's had a chance to work with Deanna. Or Deanna, right? Yes, Deanna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a somewhat of a politician. Oh, no, she was a politician, wasn't she? She was a, po- she was a politician. You know, so she knows who she's dealing with, you know. It's, she was kind of like the um intern or the uh, yeah. the staffer, you know, she at was. the yeah, yeah. So she yeah. she knows the type of person that is a politician, and she knows that other people have done it better. And I think that she thinks that I can handle this guy. I know the way they talk. I know right. what I'm dealing with. And now that I know what I'm dealing with, right. I can find a way to control him because she's been there before. She's manipulated yeah. Gregory before. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, I I think that she knows what to, what she's dealing with when it comes to him. So I think that she feels like he's 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 slimy, but he's not a risk. Like she, she doesn't feel threatened by him. No. So, no. but there, yeah, there is one thing though that's interesting though. He said something, and I don't really know how to take it. Maybe you can help me out here. He says Negan already knew everything. Right. Did you catch that? Yes. Uh, is this I like mean, the Droopy Walker thing from last episode, I, where we just kind of write that what what he said off? I think that I, I think that I kind of the only thing I could figure was that it was like the whole garbage people thing, like that. Okay. That, that's that's how I took it when he said it's like oh Negan already knew everything. I kind of think that I kind of is in my mind I assume like well the garbage people had already been kind of in cahoots with them so maybe that's what he meant like he already knew because he was already you know kind of partnered up with them. So I just kind of assumed that and just sort of like left it at that. But at the same time, I mean, it brings up an in- interesting point. Maybe it's maybe it's not that. Maybe he maybe it was meant to kind of say that it's that there's a mole um, potentially because I thought about this. Um, the whole moving when when Worker Todd tells them that they moved all the artillery, the heavy artillery that was indeed there, as Dwight said, Dwight was right. Right, um, Dwight didn't fuck them. No, yep. he he did not. It was there, but they moved it to Gavin's outpost because, and I don't recall if they said why or whatever, but basically the order was to move it to Gavin's outpost. So I don't know. Like, I mean, is there a mole that's feeding information to Negan? Like, hey, they're planning this attack. They're gonna come here. It's like, all right, well, we gotta move this stuff over here and you know his comment about like oh well Negan already already knew everything yeah. I don't know maybe maybe it, it does mean more maybe it does mean that there is potentially a mole among someone among the group that's feeding this information could be mm, yeah it, it is definitely worth thinking about and you know at the end of the day he could have just been lying you know, we don't even know so, yeah. I don't know if he he would but then again it's Gregory so who knows yeah. I mean <sighs> which yeah it, it's Gregory I mean take it with take it with a pinch of salt <laughs> I could just see like that is like the the logo of the show Gregory at the gate you know with his hands <laughs> up like that's Gregory and then that's... cue the logo and the cheesy theme music I, I was listening to like somebody <laughs> that said that that whole scene with Gregory they should have been playing the Curb Your Enthusiasm music in the background (laughs) I was like that is so true I I told him to oil the door (laughs) (laughs) 
Do the credits. Do the credits. Super appropriate. Uh, oh man. Well, that actually brings us to Jesus and the saviors. You know, Jesus at the gate with the saviors because we kind yeah. of sync up there and uh, and oh. uh, and Morgan is not with them. Morgan went yeah. off in the woods. We don't know where Morgan went. Yeah, he literally says, uh, "I can't be a part of this." And leaves, which I personally yeah. think, if we have any hope of bringing back Morgan in any sort of not sane way, but like to his humanity back, I think he's right, and I think he knows he's right. I think this is too much for him. It's like a yeah. person admitting that this is beyond him, that right. he was not right to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. He's just he's just doing he's doing him. When he snapped out of it, I think he realized that oh, this is triggering you know my P- my PTSD of you know it's just not good for me. I need to yeah. kind of recenter. Yeah, no, it's true. He's very true. Mm. So Jesus basically says, I can't let we can't let the saviors go and we can't kill them. You know, what do you make of that? I mean, he kind of put Maggie on the spot. Yeah, I know I mean, you have what, feelings. What are you, like, what are you gonna do? I mean, if if you kind of show up with all these people. And I mean, it, it really kind of forces her hand to basically kind of have no other option because at the same time, like, I mean, and I understand where he's coming from. You have these people that have surrendered. They've surrendered their weapons. They're they're tied up. I mean, it's pretty freaking dark to execute these people. I mean, it's, you know what I mean? It's like, that's kind of, oh, you, you know, I mean. I yeah that it's it's a fine line it's it's hard but at the same time like Maggie said it's like these there are women and and children and, and people in here it's like it, it is very true you know it's like I I mean I don't know it's almost kind of like people who you know were in jail and you know they're you know released from jail or whatever and people don't want them you know anywhere near them and. I, it's, yeah, ugh, it's, 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 again, it's the ethical questions here, you know? And so I think the conclusion that they come to is I think what they're going to be in a trailer or something. They're yeah. just going to have them kind of like secured there until, but I don't well, know. Until they I figure out what to do. do. Yeah. But I don't even know what, what, what do you do? In that situation, that's I mean, a good I, question. I, I don't think that executing these people is ethical at all. I, I don't think it's I, even I, productive, you know. No, it's... and I don't think it, exactly. Like, I don't necessarily feel like that solves anything because at the end of the day, all these people bow down to Negan because you know that's their boss, and this is the person who provides for them and protects for them, and this is this is the, the society that they're in. But if Negan falls, I mean, it's the whole operation starts to fall apart. You know, like you want the top guy. You, you, all these people are collateral damage. Like they're they're not part of the problem, really. I mean, they they're just they, they're they're the they're symptoms of the problem. They're the results of these of, of of. But it's all coming from your head guy. That's that's who you need to go for. And I think Rick kind of under, understands that to an extent. When in the first episode he tells him, it's like, look, you still have a chance. You still have a chance to surrender. I just want Negan. Like because yeah. You just need him. You don't need everybody else. Not everybody else needs to be executed. It's like you need right in to... terms of killing somebody. You just need Negan. Is you what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. So you know, to execute these prisoners it would be really, really dark as hell. I mean, I yeah. So yeah, I think I think you have two things here too. I mean, you have. You have basically, you can compare this easily to Saddam Hussein and Gaddafi. It's the idea that, okay, you can take out the leader, but you have to be responsible for what happens afterwards. You can't just right. do that and walk away because it's something right. I said in the first episode. You would have people trying to, there'd be a power vacuum. There would be people trying to climb on top of the other and then people would die in the process. Not so I feel like Kirkman and Gimple. Oh, sorry. Not that we're saying any of this from experience. Right. Who are these magical, weird, made up these names that I just happen? Moist. These, 
these situations happen really no way no, i just read it in a fan fiction of some kind like alternative universe oh this is the walking dead in um the middle east but anyway <laughs> Uh, it's the idea that that we know what happens. I feel like Kirkman and Gimple, they're they're basically giving the world a roadmap of how to take out a dictator. Right. <laughs> like the U.S. could learn from The Walking Dead here. You know, you gotta you gotta basically ease the people into the idea of you know all people, even really unsavory people, into the idea. You gotta break their spirit enough so that they can accept what you're gonna give them. Yeah, like, <laughs> I feel like I've that. gone really dark here. I'm sorry. We're talking about people being executed i mean it's just, it's it's not the most lighthearted show no but i just got a little too real <laughs> so yeah, i kind of took kinda, it out the show yeah i kind of hit yeah Ugh. but it is the but truth. it is true though it, it, it is true and that is essentially how they're kind of trying to approach this i mean you have to kind of break them but you also have to kind of make them see your side of it and say like look this is what we can offer this is what we want to do and get them on your side and because it's it's kind of like what they were saying before it's like at some point when this is all said and done and the dust settles everybody's going to have to coexist and you want those people to be part of wanting to be on your side to contribute to you know this new society rather than you know, just just killing them because these could be productive members of society. Right. I mean, and you want the p- foundations, you want the pillars in place to kind of. I mean, eggs are going to be broken, but at yeah. the same time, if you have enough of an infrastructure and a foundation for peace, you know, core principles that they're not willing to violate. That's a good start. You know, right. that, that's a good ethical start. Saying, hey, you know what? They could have slaughtered us, especially the people that you have to. We have to keep in mind one important thing: the saviors that they're taking. They didn't take them by force. I mean, no. I mean, not necessarily. Necessarily, they surrendered willingly. They surrendered willingly. It's, These people that, did that's not put up a fight. To remind everybody of. Yeah. These people did not put up a fight. They surrendered their weapons willingly. So to execute these people that willingly surrendered, didn't put up a fight. I mean, it, it's. I mean, to say it's unethical is to say the least. I mean, it's pretty dark crap, man. So. Yeah, but but at the same time, I understand. It's like you have to be cautious because you don't know necessarily what these people are capable of. You don't know. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. May my mercy prevail over my wrath. Yeah, here we go again with the with the mercy. Here it is. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can't. I can't hear whistling without thinking about that now. I'm like, oh god. Well, I'm trying to set the stage for the whole kingdom transition the whole segue because yeah. I, I like that we brought up the, the the kingdom's victories basically i mean there was the pincer move which mm-hmm. i i like that they use that the whole setup with the whole it, you mentioned it in the beginning obviously they you know, had a small little party in the middle surrendering yeah. and then you had mm-hmm. the people on the sides taking them out and then you have yeah. the storehouse lookouts that they took out that was yeah. awesome yeah. just knock them down like bowling pins take their place yeah and i, mean, and I love their third strategy is hiding while the reinforcements arrive you yeah, know i mean they very i mean i i was they were very well thought out very strategic but they were so cocky and so confident that i just i i knew this this was going to go bad <laughs> I just knew i was like there and especially when they kept saying like not one in our rank not one i'm like oh please don't say that i think please. he was also amazed you know you could see him struggling to smile also uh-huh, like yeah. he was struggling at specific points right you know? yeah but the, 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 it, it all even he believes did. it's too too good to be true is what i'm saying and but it it it, it dawned on me it, it but it, when it, it all came together you know in connection to the daryl rick scene when the worker todd tells him all the artillery got moved to gavin's outpost and then we cut yep. to that final scene with the kingdom and i was like oh this is gavin's outpost oh no <laughs> 
<laughs> and yeah, and then they they get mowed down. Oh, oh yeah. God. One thing to keep in mind about that though is right beforehand. I know they jump on the king, Jerry. No, no, no. no, no. Before that, even mm-hmm. recall that Carol uh, and a yes. couple of people were sent to sweep the compound. Yeah. So yes, you know yes. that there's a, a nice chunk of people that weren't part of that firefight, even. Yes, correct. Yeah, and Carol and some people did go to that compound to to clear it. So they they did they they did manage to kind of squeak out just before the firefight started. But definitely they're, they're going to lose a good chunk of people, unfortunately, which yeah. is, yeah, it's going to happen. I think we're going to start to see some of our more, ma- not major characters, but some of the more, some of the more prevailing characters start to kind of fall away. I think it's going to, I think it's going to start to happen. Not necessarily, obviously with your A-level characters. But you're but thinking maybe, Jerry is what you're saying. I hope to God not, because I will, I, d- I will be livid if that happens. But I, in my, I don't think that, I don't think that he's being killed off yet. <laughs> I think, but I think that he will be killed off this season but not uh, necessarily in this battle I think. wow that would be that would be rough but it i did be. notice that he wasn't part of the protect the king crew who yeah. wow the special effects on that were very bloody yeah <laughs> those yeah. are heavy it, weapons i i know and i think i mean those are heavy artillery weapons so that's why i was just like oh god no it was far away too if you notice it they just the, they, it was that accurate you know yeah they were off but the thing is that it looked like they were stationed kind of like an attack Hour, right so they kind of had a nice vantage point and they were kind of in an open field too i mean they were just sort of like sort of yeah it's, sort of it's just exposed for the most part not really hiding so it's like they they basically kind of cut a clear shot and were waiting for them so ugh, oh man but i will say yeah yeah well i let's let's keep an open mind here i mean i'm sure that there's a there's a nice tiny handful of people that are for sure dead but there were a lot of people there i i, I think it's not going to be as bad as we think it is i mean it's it's bad. It's bad. Let's make no mistake. It's bad. But I think there's still a chance. So yeah, that's but my I think- opinion. But I think that this is going to be the point that is going to kind of um, I, turn. I, yeah, I think that this is where the the, the tide's going to turn a little bit because I mean it is going to be an ebb and flow. I mean I, I said this from the beginning. This is a war, so there's going to be battles and there's going to be some kind of movement where it's like you're going to go forward and then you're going to have to retreat and you're going to there's going to be this sort of back and forth and this is going to be basically the savior's point to kind of push back a little bit and it's, it's there is going to be this back and forth I'm sure and. This this is here is where it's it's happening it seems yeah so um i want to note one thing though is that in the sneak peek for the next episode it does look like carol is found out you know she has her hands yeah, up it so does look like you it, may right? be right yeah. about that <laughs> yeah uh, i don't think that carol's dying yet carol is no eternal. i don't think so either but but it, I, it, I, it goes I, the I, idea of it things turning just a bit yes i definitely think things are turning for sure um but carol's scrappy <laughs> I think I think I think that she will get out of it. Um, I think a lot of people from the kingdom are not going to make it through. Some will, some won't. Um, I don't know if Shiva's making it. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know oh, if Shiva's no. going to make it through. I mean, they're not going to keep CGI in this bitch for like how many episodes? That's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of money. Like they're not the dollars. Keep, I mean, they, yeah, they, they have the, the dollars. Like, AMC is like at the, it's like AMC is like the guy at the strip club, you know, just, just. What is it? What is it? Ha- making it rain. Making it what is rain. it when they when they flip the dollar bills off their palm? I forget what that's making called. It, it's either you have it right, you got it just right. Making it rain. Yeah, I mean, they, that's their they, that's their bitch right there. Side walking dead. side note, I actually caught some Good of um, <laughs> like 
Speaking of hookers. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of hookers. Or strippers, sorry. That's not hookers, my bad. No, I, well, I, I'm not even going to go there. But <laughs> Roman Catholic in here just came out. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why I'm like, I'm not even going to go there. But <laughs> So I I actually saw some of Norman Reedus' ride, which oh, yeah. I which yeah. I had never seen before because I was like, why do I want to watch Norman Reedus is driving around in a motorcycle? Uh, right, I saw a chunk but, of that too. <laughs> but it's basically almost kind of like Anthony Bourdain's CNN show meets a kind of interview format. It's like it's like interviewing people while traveling around and trying foods and and local foods and and um, delicacies while traveling around on a motorcycle. It actually wasn't bad. But it was funny because I was just like, God, AMC just making that money. Like just, just milking <laughs> it for all the money. Yeah. Making money. Jeez. I mean, like the money that they make off of this, they're milking it for everything that they can. Yeah. So it's it's a it no. <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw that it, it's a kind of a culture show, like a, a ra- just yeah. a well rounded culture show right. with a little bit of insight, you know, yeah. into Norman Reedus. I thought it was kind of interesting actually. I was like, Oh, okay. I, I, was, I can I can see what this is where this is going. This is cool. It's not bad. Hey, whatever it is, it's a nice break. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a nice from break. Dark Daryl. From Cold Daryl. That's Cold Daryl. That's cold. It's Norman. Norman. What a name, right? Norman. Norman. Norman Reedus. Norman. Norman. So I, you don't meet Normans anymore, right? I've no. never met a Norman in my life. Not even a Norm. No, never, never. It's so bizarre. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying it's just it's a very unique name. It is a very unique name. Yes. And uh Reedus. What's a Reedus? And <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> What's what's uh what's what's the guy that uh, that plays Negan? What's his name? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He was on it. Yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, yeah, he was on it. Um, I thought, yeah, I was actually entertained. I was like, all right, this is uh, this is actually I could see how the appeal in this is actually not a bad show. Yeah, not at all, not at all. Yeah, I, I did like the culture aspect of it. I, I, I did. Just, his voice is actually oddly soothing too. <laughs> At least in the narration. It's, it's... In the narration, yeah. It's very mellow. And you would expect that from an actor. Yeah. I, I would expect yeah. that. A little voiceover acting. Yeah, there you go. There you Could go. Use some of that. Mellow. Couldn't we? Soothes. Soothing, mellow. Articulate. Articulate, yeah. Because he, I, I mean, you know what? Poor, and I've said this before, poor Norman Reedus. I mean, he doesn't get all that many lines on the show. He kind of just sort of like, you know, grunts. Grunts his way through. <laughs> I was going to say, he grunts. Grunts and kills things but like he doesn't really get a chance to really have any sort of like there's no daryl monologue <laughs> there's very rarely like any sort of kind of and daryl has this monologue moment just it just doesn't happen it doesn't happen so you know they gave him ride <laughs> he gets a chance to talk there oh okay. yeah yeah it, well a chance to break out of the he was an asshole like just like right. grunting his way through scenes right. but yeah yeah i mean I, look for, for all for all uh all the things that are going on for the way things are turning i mean some things are turning up and some things are kind of going down at least on the show yeah. uh i think th- you they couldn't have left things at a better spot too just to kind of illustrate the fact that these four episodes are just going to be back to back insanity and it yeah. certainly shows in the actors faces because yes. if you if you um if you're paying attention to any of the any of the talking dead stuff it, mm-hmm. it literally they shot these these four episodes in just a matter of just only a little over a week right you know, yeah so they had to yeah. They had to keep going and going and going. Yeah, no, kind of amazing. Yeah, no, it's pretty impressive and. 
Yeah, very intense. So it seems like this this next episode is going to pick up where, you know, this one left off. So, you know, we'll get to see, you know, kind of like that scene that they showed in the trailer with Carol in this sort of facility. It looked like a lab, like a lab of some sort, right? You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it kind of looked like that. So, I don't know. But yeah, it's we're going to get to see some of that. Well, I'm on edge. <laughs> yeah. Anything with a lab is kind of creepy, so we'll see. Oh, it's like the CDC all over again. <laughs> CDC all over again, pretty well, much. With, I think with that, uh, we can safely end the show off cleanly. Yes. Uh, with no loose ends that I, I regret having not mentioned in the last shows or anything like that. I always think of something else to say afterwards. You know, like, oh, I wish I'd said this in the show. Oh, like, oh, I thought of so many things. But I think I think we got it covered. I mean, especially with all the cliffhangers and, and we're kind of just aching to see the next episode, which is kind of, it's, it's refreshing, too. Yeah. And I mean, it's one thing in the last season or two where, okay, yeah, there's some cliffhangers, but it's like, I, I can wait. I can wait. Right. I, this episode was a lot. It was heavy. It was slow paced. You know what I mean? Yeah. So these are fast paced cliffhangers that now I'm like, that are tying yeah. into each other. Each of the facts yeah. that come out in the next episode kind of weave in a little bit more to the overall story. Weave in a little bit more. We're noticing things. They're starting to connect. Yeah. And so this is the kind of cliffhanger that, that makes, that keeps me hanging on to the next episode. Like now I'm, I'm craving. And you, you just want to get to that trailer with uh, Negan and Father Gabriel, but I can oh, wait for God. that. But it's the other stuff. It's the just like, what do we do with the saviors that we caught? Oh, you know, it's the, that. You know, what happens to Morgan? You know, is Daryl? Is Rick gonna have to talk to Daryl? You know, it's all these yeah. things There's that are coming lot. to a head. There's a lot of things that are gonna come up, and you know, I I think that the Gavin, the head of that outpost, is is gonna play a factor in things because I feel that he's very much uh, kind of similar to Dwight. I don't get the impression that he is sort of like a diehard. I am Negan type of guy. So I could definitely see him being sort of a a potential sort of ally, perhaps. I don't know. Hmm. But he definitely does not strike me as somebody who um, is just evil for the sake of being evil. I think that he's kind of there because of a lot of other people like, okay, this is this works for me. I'll do it fine. But I also think that he is not in he's, he's I think that he could be persuaded. So I'll be very curious to see. I mean, this was the guy that was like whoa 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 can we take a time out yeah. <laughs> Rick showed yeah. up at the door so well, even like, in the pickup like the the kingdom yeah, pickups the, he was amenable to a point yes I think that he kind of just looks at this as like his job this is my job this is what I have to do and he gets my boss but by no means is he like sort of buying into it completely he does it because he has to do it so I'd be curious to see you know how he factors in into this whole thing so Where, because that is that is his outpost yeah, where that I'm, artillery I'm, is yeah and I'm not quite I'm not quite on board with what you're saying in terms of, of being persuaded. I don't think I think he's amenable to the New World Order, but I also think that I don't think that he would be persuaded. I mean, the way I think of Gavin is imagine Simon uh-huh. without a backbone. Like he'll yeah. get others to do things, you know, be like, oh, why'd you like kind of why do you have to make me do this sort of thing? Like where Simon's kind of like, well, you know what that means, you know, yeah. so there's a, just a different attitude. It's like, I really don't yeah. want to do this. I, I was kind of hoping right. things would go smoothly, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I don't know. Maybe I'm just hopeful. Simon, we haven't seen Simon yet. Yeah, well, well who knows what happened. I, I can wait. Yeah. <laughs> I can certainly I'm wait. Not, I'm, I'm not as interested in that. I'm not. Like I said, right before the midseason finale, that's going to be our Father Gabriel Negan scene. Mark my words. Where's, hmm. What's coming up? Episode four? How many episodes do we have before? What is it? Eight episodes? For like um, this? Uh... Quite possibly. I mean, that would make it would be congruent with what we've seen. Eight episodes so, for midseason. Assuming eight episodes episode seven <laughs> i'm calling it right now half a pound minus one ounce <laughs> yeah, call 
Yeah. So everybody, with that, can't wait for the next episode, and I hope you tune into the next Squawking Dead podcast episode with Carol and I. And uh, from all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas, Jesus, and friends. (laughs) Have a good one. Take care, y'all.